Welcome to On the Bench. I'm your host for this episode, Brendan Sinone. I'm joined by Chris Nee. This is, I would say, in the top 10 of Chris's favorite days of the year. He gets really pumped for this, and that's schedule release day. Would you say that's fair, Chris? Top 10-ish for you in the sports pantheon of Florida State related? We're, what, 200, I think it's 212 days away from playing in Dublin, Ireland, but yet it's sort of the thing that sets the table for the entire year. It, it does because it, it it breaks down the entire year. So we're going over it now. This is released by the ACC at about 5 o'clock on Wednesday. Uh, we're not pre-recording or anything. My man's not this good at his job, right? Right, Chris? Right? Um, no comment. No comment. Before we get going, a shout-out to our sponsor, the Turner Group. We'll do a little buyer Sinone in place of wins-losses at the end of this, I think. Um, yeah, but, yeah, the Turner Group, Colin Turner, Amy Turner. Becky. Sorry. There we go. There we go. That's all right. A little rusty. It's been, it's been I was thinking about wind shares and just getting anxiety from oh, no, no, dealing no. with coworkers, not understanding how to do math. We won't do wind shares ever again. That's been two Thank years. Of that. I don't like it as an exercise. I don't think it actually really gets us where we want to go. Um, but the Turner Group uh, is where you want to go if you're looking for a new home in the state of Florida, if you're looking to sell your current home, if you're even just kind of trying to gauge the market. Colin Turner has a ton of experience. Super helpful, well-connected, knowledgeable. He checks every single box. I like that, Chris. Uh, so, yeah, the Turner Group's where we'd recommend you to go. Please support the, the people who are supporting our show. Let's get into it, Chris. Uh, not a surprise. We knew this one. It's on the calendar. But you said Dublin. Your Irish heart was was pumping and uh, coursing just green through your veins there. That's Florida State versus Georgia Tech in Dublin, Ireland, August 24th. Yep, the Erlingus College Football Classic from Aviva Stadium in Dublin, Ireland. Can't wait for it. FSU last played Georgia Tech in the 2022 season, so not this past season, but the prior one. FSU won that game 41-16. FSU all-time 15-11-1 against the Jackets. But this will be their first international meeting. I'm looking forward to it. I can't wait for that trip. I, I absolutely love Ireland, as I think I've spoken on the pod when it got announced that FSU was playing in Ireland. If you've never been, go. It's awesome. It's one of the best places on earth. Highly suggest going out to Health, which isn't really all that far from Dublin itself. Um, and Dublin's great. I mean, it, you know, good food, good people, good fun, good parties. And I've heard for the football games that it's awesome that they get way, way into it. Locals are about it. People have fun in the streets. Like, yeah, do it. I think FSU is going to have a great contingent there. I would imagine so. There's a lot of fan excitement for that one. So I would imagine that it's going to be well-traveled. So it's a week zero game. Uh, before we get into the rest of the schedule, it's important to remember uh, this is something that FSU dealt with a couple years ago. It wasn't an overseas game. That's when you play week zero. Chris, that assures you of what? How many bye weeks? An additional bye week compared to the regular season, two. which this year has two built in. So in reality, FSU will have three bye weeks. Oh, it's three? Yeah, it's three because it's a longer uh, – September is a five-weekend month, and I believe November is as well. So it's one of those weird years where, because the schedule goes to November 30th, it creates multiple buys in season for all teams, and then three buys for teams playing week zero games like FSU. So somewhat of an advantage for Florida State there, although you do have the travel uh, going going to and from Ireland. Uh, and why that's noteworthy is the next game on the schedule this is on September 2nd. So the next week, it's on Monday. It's Labor Day. It's against who, Chris? Boston College, we knew about this one, actually shared news of this when the Ireland stuff came down. It became official here a couple of days ago. Uh, the ACC loves stretching out these announcements, so they've done whole, what, three days of announcements with specialty games and Mondays and all those things. 
So, yeah, FSU, Labor Day night, Tallahassee, great for local businesses. I think I saw Mad so in fact, tweeting about that. Um, you know, they love those long weekends in Tallahassee. Also, a lot of good football to watch on Saturday and Sunday and so forth, leading up to FSU kicking off. FSU, BC, familiar opponents, played this past season in Chestnut Hill up there in Massachusetts. It was a fairly uncomfortable one, 31-29. Last time they played in Tallahassee was 2022 season. FSU won that one by 30. FSU 16-5 and all-time against the Eagles. The flu game last year up at Chestnut yep. Hill. Uh, then that leads to the first bye week for Florida State. It's on September 7th, so you get that following yep. week off. So a bit of a, a, a travel grind, right, early on there, and then uh, you're able to kind of rest a little bit. Yeah, and then FSU will actually play a home game on a Saturday on September 14th. They host Memphis. That date's been known for a while. Uh, Money Mike will be facing his old former club there. I believe it's the first time FSU and Memphis have played since, I want to say it was 90. First time in Tallahassee, I believe, since 89. FSU all-time 10-7-1 against the Tigers. But, heck, it's been three decades since the two have faced off. So that's kind of cool. A little bit of a novelty thing. Obviously, the storylines that week are all going to be about the two programs, where they were when Mike got hired away from Memphis, where Memphis is now, Mike's time at Memphis, so on and so forth. That game gives me a little bit of agita, a little anxiety there. Why? I mean, it's a quality Power 5 program, and their quarterback, Seth Hennigan, is pretty good, got a gunslinger kind of mentality. I mean, that's Yeah, that's, I, I mean, I think it's one of those you can't take lightly. Um, it's a good opponent. Uh, I much prefer that over like the Charleston Southern that FSU is going to face the weekend before they play Florida at the end of the year on November 23rd. But yeah, I'm not, I'm not sitting here with a bunch of anxiety. Sorry. I'm not that guy. That's my job. Don't worry. I got it covered for all of us. Florida state versus Cal on September, September 21st. Welcome to the ACC Cal, a, uh, a, a nice early season venture to Tallahassee. Yeah, nothing says Atlantic Coast Conference like Cal coming to Tallahassee. I believe that will be Cal's first ACC game of the season based on the schedule that we know for them so far leading into today's announcement. Um, it will mark the first ever meeting between the two teams, so FSU versus Golden Bears. I actually saw a Cal game in person when I was like five years old. I think Tony Gonzalez was playing then. I didn't know. Who were they playing? UCF? Stanford. No, it was, I, my brother lived in San Francisco. We saw him for Thanksgiving, and the, the rivalry game was around that time. So Yeah, FSU will miss out on Stanford this year unless somehow the Mighty Cardinal makes the ACC championship. Um, but they get Cal and they get SMU, so they get our two of our three new compadres. Speaking of SMU, FSU will be heading to Dallas next week, September 28th. Uh, go ahead and book your hotels now. We'll see what the NFL schedule says here in a couple of months. I think it's April when the NFL schedule is set. Maybe the Cowboys will be in town. You know, that would be fun if it is the case. Again, first ever meeting between the Seminoles and Mustangs, which kind of surprised me. That's the first ever meeting between those two teams in football. Uh, you know, SMU is not like Cal and Stanford. They came from the American Athletic Conference. They basically begged and pleaded to join the ACC from a financial standpoint, you know, setting themselves up with private funding within the university versus asking for a whole lot of money from the league. So uh, I'm actually, you know, of those additions to the league, SMU is probably the one I'm most excited about because I think they are a athletic program who's willing to compete and will invest to try to be fairly decent now that they're elevating the level of play that they're playing at. We haven't talked about this really a ton on the pod, Chris, since, since it happened last month during the December, that would just never end. But the lawsuit with the ACC, just kind of hearing Cal and SMU, just kind of <laughs> makes me smirk and remember. Oh yeah, that's well. That's still there were some there were some shots fired within the. Uh, I'm I'm sure they're not going to come up at all during the football season, but there were some shots fired about the basically the tier uh, 
that those schools live on from a media rights perspective, that they don't bring a whole lot of value to the league. Uh, I think today that's very true about all three. I think long-term SMU is capable of mattering a bit more because it's Dallas market. I think they do actually care. I think the investment is there. They're just not viewed in that prism at this time. I'd agree with that. Uh, so next up, here we go. Starting to get fun. FSU yeah. was Clemson on October 5th. Yeah. Uh, Mighty Tigers come to Tallahassee, and it's FSU's turn to try to make a winning streak out of it. FSU you know, finally broke the losing streak last year of seven in a row by winning at Clemson in overtime. I think everybody's plenty familiar with that. FSU still has a plus six advantage in the series, 21 to 15. Uh, you know, DJU versus his old team. You want storylines? That game's going to have plenty. Um, FSU Clemson always matters, always big piece of the ACC race, especially nowadays with getting rid of divisions. But DJU versus old team, we'll see where Clemson is after the opening month of the season. You know, we'll see where FSU is after the opening month of the season. Is that going to be a clash of unbeatens or something of that sort? It's going to be intriguing. It's going to be interesting. Uh, yeah, I, I figured FSU would probably get like a Clemson. When I was trying to lay out the schedule to get an idea of how it would play out, I thought they would either get a Clemson or Miami early, like around end of September, start of October, and the other one at the very end of October or the very start of November, because November 9th at Notre Dame has been set for some time. So I didn't think they'd get them on the 16th. I thought they would get one of them on the 2nd or the last week of October, and here's how it played out. So we get Clemson here. And that sets up pretty well because FSU will enjoy their second of three bye weeks the following weekend on October 12th. Con- and- conveniently in the middle, like that's smack dab in the middle of the season. Like you are six games into it at that point. Yes, you're also not getting screwed by the league you're suing um, by playing and then having to go to Duke on Friday and basically have a really short, condensed, awkward, weird week. So because of the three buys in the schedule for FSU, it sets up pretty well. As I mentioned, FSU will travel to Duke on Friday, October 18th to Durham, North Carolina, to Brooks Field at Wallace Wade Stadium. Uh, Seminoles have never lost to Duke. It's, what, 22-0 and all-time, I think, is where it sits now. Obviously, mm-hmm. the two played in Tallahassee last year. When's the last time it's known that FSU played at Duke? 2017, I was Correct. at that game. Uh, yeah. they, yep, that was – that was. oh, my God. Do you man. remember the score? It was not uh, an enjoyable game. I mean, I'm looking at it because you have something yeah. pre-written. Yeah, yeah. They had a great opening drive. It was James Blackman as a freshman. They were yo-yoing tempo for a change. They got stagnant. Uh, I remember certain players, uh, grandmother uh, cheering. Nudie. Uh, can I just say what the cheer was at this point? It's enough time. No, time. no, no, no. Oh, okay. Never mind. No. It, was, it was something discouraging about other players. Auden Tate. Um, JP. It was not Auden Tate who was being discouraged. He was being discouraged against. Uh, JP was the running back, right? On that team, if I recall yeah, correctly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that had the weird hit in that game where it almost looked like offensive targeting, if I recall correctly. Do you I remember? can't remember. I remember there was an interception late in the game. This, these, were, yeah. these were lean, lean days. Those were lean days. The end of yes. Jimbo Fisher era. <laughs> How far they All right. Gone. So. FSU, in kind of a nice way, coming off the bye, having Duke on a Friday, they then get to prepare for Miami on Saturday, the 26th. So they actually get an extra day of preparation or downtime in preparing to go to Hard Rock Stadium, FSU South, down there in Miami Gardens, Florida. FSU trails that series still by two at this point. FSU will look to make it, I believe, four in a row this time around. And they'll look to make it two in a row down there. Obviously, the last time down there was pretty damn fun. 45-3 FSU won. The last two games in Tallahassee sandwiching that were uh, kind of tight, uncomfortable. So more often than not, that's how that series plays out, where it's tight and uncomfortable. But we'll see. It'll be interesting. Again, you're talking 
each team's going to be roughly eight games into their season. What is FSU going to be? What is Miami going to be? What's health going to be like for those two teams? How much have they won? How much have they lost? Where do they sit in the ACC race? What's the significance of that game in the national picture, if any? Yeah, those are kind of the interesting things to me. And, and uh, it'll be interesting to see what Miami's schedule looks like uh, with it, like the week or two before the Florida State game. Do they have a bye? Uh, do they have yeah. an easy slate? That'll be important as well. Yeah, and I, I thought FSU-Miami would either fall on the 26th or the first weekend in November. Um, and I got clarity earlier in the day that the expectation was that it would be the last weekend in October. So the first weekend in November for FSU is welcoming North Carolina to Tallahassee. FSU 17-3-1 all-time against the Hills. They didn't play last season, obviously. Um, last time UNC came to Tallahassee was, was it 20? No. twenty. The last time they were in Tallahassee, I think, was 2020. Was it 2020? And then 21 was the top five team, FSU beating them in Keenan. Right. Yeah, FSU beat two ranked <laughs> during yeah. losing seasons, beat two top 10 UNC teams, top five UNC teams, I think. I, I was perusing our UNC site, and they do a phenomenal job for the record. And uh, looking at the message board, and there's just, you know, fans talking about how is the schedule going to set up. And for whatever reason, their fans just presume they're going to lose to FSU and NC State now, apparently. I don't know when that's come about. I don't know if that's a Mac Brown thing where it's just lingering with them. But I kind of noticed that in the thread where they were like, well, I hope we play those two late so, like, we can win 10 and then lose two. Uh, just thought it was interesting. Kind of struck me as weird. It's weird for FSU to be back in that power position, but I kind of get it with UNC because of that 20 and 21 game where they were disappointed. Bundle up, Chris. The next game takes us to Notre Lovely Dame. South Bend, Indiana. Ooh. Well, we won't be staying. For those who have never been, stay in Chicago. Yeah. Um, yeah. November 9th, South Bend. That one's been locked in for some time. That was not a surprise. FSU 6 and 5, old time against the Irish. I think two and two at Notre Dame. I don't. That's off the top of my head. I'm not 100 percent sure on that, but I think that's where it sits. They haven't played one another since 2021. Last FSU last played up there in 2020. FSU's lost three in a row in the series. Um, yeah, so okay. that's always that, a fun. One. And then third bye week rolls around. Right, a very a very down. very late bye week. I guess that's the the product of having three. But um, yeah, if you think about last season, how beat up FSU was in November especially mm-hmm. in the back end of November. Like I remember going in the UF game, how many guys were monitoring their health and where they kind of sat and where things stood. Uh, Braden Fist, for example, comes to mind. It's kind of nice to have that one in the middle of November. Hopefully it allows for if FSU is an ACC championship game caliber team to kind of get things right. They have Charleston Southern on the 23rd at home. That one's been locked in for some time. And, uh, you know, this will be the third meeting between FSU and Charleston Southern ever, all of which have come in the last 15 years. I believe the first was in 2011, I want to say, and then the second was 2016. That's the last time the two meet, met. Um, FSU won that game 52-8, to eight, a little bit of scory gommy kind of game there. And then, obviously, FSU wraps it up on November 30th with Florida coming to town. And that's the game that everybody always has circled all year. And is that game going to be coached by or Sinone? Sinone, brought to you by... The Turner Group. Will that game be coached by Billy Napier? Sinone. Really? I mean, they have a very difficult schedule. Um, He's on fairly thin ice. I don't know. It just doesn't seem like there's a whole lot of – that fan base and more so boosters and people at at the top of that program have shown that they're very willing to pull the ripcord out pretty quickly. So, Yeah, I I, I think I would probably – Sinone that he's coaching it too. I, I think there's a real chance that by that point they've moved on. Um, that schedule for them is brutal. Anyways, we're talking about FSU schedule. 
Um, no, but that, that it was because we're gonna pivot here to like wins and losses and just kind of an overview. Like well, that's gonna matter whether Florida has their head coach or not, or what they're playing for at the end of the year. Yeah, but the last time FSU played Greg Knox, it didn't really go well for FSU. That's true. FSU twenty eight thirty seven and one all time against UF. Obviously, we know what happened last year at the Swamp where FSU won forty five to thirty eight. Um, I'm sorry. That was two years ago in Tallahassee. I was going to say, yeah, they didn't score enough points for Yeah, no, no, sorry. It was a whole thing. 38 was two years ago. My bad. Uh, Yeah, so that's the schedule. I actually think it sets up really well. I know there were people that were fearing retaliation from the league. I don't really think that happened. I mean, that stretch of Miami, UNC, and Notre Dame. Notre Dame, Duke at the very front, that's a tough stretch. But, like, you're going to have one of those at some point in the year. The fact that they didn't kind of get screwed with a short week and that the buys are all spread out pretty evenly, and there's not, like, back-to-back killer road trips. You know, like, obviously, luckily, FSU didn't have to go to California for either game this year, Cal or Stanford. I think those things kind of help. So I, I like the schedule, personally. That's the toughest stretch, right? The the Miami, yeah, so. North Carolina, Notre Dame, that three-game stretch? Yeah. I mean, I admit, sitting here at the end of January, I don't know what the hell Cal and SMU are because I've never really cared about Cal and SMU. <laughs> so maybe they're more tough than I think they are, but I don't think they are. Well, let's do buyers known wins and losses. Way too early uh, edition of this game that we've never done before. I'm sure it won't be clunky at all. A buys a win, a Sinone's a loss, how we're going to do it. All right. The, the preface, though, Chris, real quick, we don't know what Florida State's going to be. I mean, they're rep- replacing yeah, all their yeah. skill players or replacing eight or so starters or co-starters on defense. Like, well, you know, I, I love to say basketball teaches us lessons. College basketball teaches us lessons about college football and where things are going. Uh, the transfer portal and all of that has taught us that in basketball, what you were last year is not what you will be next year, and sometimes they're very different. And I think that's going to be true in football. It's a little more difficult with 85 versus you know 12 to 15, but – Still, I think that's going to be true. And NFSU's case, yeah, a lot of new pieces. All in all, like the roster construction. But, yeah, spring's going to be a bit of a determining ground for some spots. Let's get into it. Wins or losses, buy or Sinone style. Florida State versus Georgia Tech in Dublin. Buy or Sinone? Buy. Okay. Should I be playing this too or should I just be keeping score for you? It's up to you. I should have had a pen ready. Good, good podcasting. Good podcasting. Sorry, Colin. All right, next up. That's a buy for me. Uh, next up, Florida State versus Boston College, Labor Day. Buy Orson own. I will go with buy, but I won't lie. Thomas Castellanos jumping you early in the year on Labor Day night. It wouldn't be great, but it being it's a home game, I'll go with buy. I think the home game gives me a little bit of a confidence there. And you also get that first game against – I know you have to travel really, really far – but having that first game under you is really helpful. You get to learn a lot of things, and uh, that, that that's beneficial. We saw that against LSU yeah. a couple of years ago. Bye week, and then Florida State versus Memphis. I know I'm nervous about it, Chris. Not nervous enough to say that's a loss. That, that's a pretty probable win. We won't do probabilities. That's a buy for me. What about you? It's a buy for me, too. Moving down. Hello, Cal. We don't know much about you, but it's at Florida State. Cal's not very good usually. Buy for me. How's that for analysis? I don't know diddly about buy yet, so I'm gonna or about Cal yet, so I'm gonna go with buy. All right, now Florida State at SMU. This one will be fun because that's I like so, up for this game. I like Rhett Lashley a lot. I, I think Rhett's a very good coach. I also think he's done a good job of becoming, and in, in no way is this me trying to be rude, kind of a Dallas bounce back school there at SMU. I think it's a very smart business plan for constructing a roster. Um, I think that can be a challenge. I think that's one of those where you know. SMU can 
do some things. And I'm still going with a buy for FSU, but like I, I think that's one of the ones I'll circle early on the schedule. FSU may also be in look ahead territory with Clemson coming up the next week. Yeah, that's also your fifth game uh, as well. So you got a little bit of wear and tear at that point. Maybe you have to be kind of recalibrating before that next bye week comes up. But yeah, let's talk about Clemson, Florida State, Clemson. Clemson finished the season off on a, on a high note. They kind of salvaged things a little bit. You get this to be at Doke, maybe a primetime game, depending on how these two teams start the season. Uh, so a lot on the line, potentially. Like, I feel weird not putting any losses for Florida State here, talking about them reloading, but I mean, it's at home. I'm going to have a hard time picking against Florida State until I know what, like, Clemson's quarterback, like, if they got that figured out. Um, yeah, I'm going to go FSU right now. On paper, feels good to say that's, that's a likely win for Florida State. Yeah, I feel like it's kind of a still coin flip game to a degree. Um but I'll go with FSU by because it's at home. Um, and I think FSU also got the the mental issue of getting past Clemson off their back last year with the victory. So we have a but second. Oh, sorry, go ahead. I was just gonna add that I, I just think that's one of those games where it's gonna be who exactly are the two teams when we watch them play games in August and September to know what that game's gonna be. Like I don't feel great picking that game right now. I mean, even just for Florida State, like the idea of the spring going through spring practice, like I think we'll have a much better sense of what it could look like. Um, there's still a lot of lot of data to be mined for sure. That takes us to second bye week BYE back to Bayer Sinone, Florida State at Duke on Friday, October 18th. I'm gonna go with bye. Manny's got a little bit of a job to do there. They lost a lot of pieces, yeah. and their shot was last year, and sadly Riley Leonard got hurt, and yeah, that put him in a bad situation for a pretty good team. Okay, let's go. Ooh, here we go. Florida State at Miami, Miami, October 26th. Miami got a quarterback finally in Cam Ward. Nothing says I really want to be here, like waiting until after the transfer portal cycle ends and, you know, didn't have a chance I, to build up. I hate game. myself. I'm going to go with Sinone because I don't want to pick FSU going undefeated, and I feel like that's where I'm trending at this point with this. So I'll go with Sinone there because I feel more likely FSU is a 10-2 and football team than a 12-0 and football team at this point. But, like, Miami's still coached by Mario, so I don't feel great at my Sinone there. Yeah. I mean, I feel at this point, like, this is, this is a big part, and we're talking about Billy Napier's tenure, Chris. Like, Mario Cristobal is also in year three, and results haven't been great. They just splurged on a, a high-profile quarterback with a lot of upside and tools. Expectations are high. This should be the best team that they've fielded. This is year three again. They've recruited high school ranks really well. If anyone around that program will let you know, it's kind of the time where it has to start manifesting and stuff. They, they should be good this year. It'll be a home game for Miami. It'll be one of the few home games they have that'll actually be well attended. Rowdy crowd. I'll go Sonona. I think more likely to lose than win at this point. Florida State versus UNC going back home. North Carolina has to reload on the offense. Oh, man, it feels like you should be a better team. That's a buy for me. Yeah, I'm going by. Uh, I think the UNC fans on their own message board convinced me of that today. <laughs> Florida State at Notre Dame, November 9th. Uh, I don't like it being chilly. I don't like it being at Notre Dame. I know Notre Dame's not great, but good. It'll be a competent team. I think you're probably going to be a not great, but good team as well. So I'll give that to the home team. Uh, that's a Sinone for me. Yeah, like I said, I think 10-2 and is more likely than 12-0 and right now where I know these two teams are at, namely FSU. I don't love Marcus Freeman as a coach. I like him a hell of a lot as a guy, and I think he's a good dude. But as he's a head handsome. coach, 
that means something. But I don't think he's a pencil whipper by any stretch of the imagination. I don't think he's a guy that's going to go out there and outcoach a guy opposite of him when it's a pretty highly thought of coach. And I think pretty highly of Mike Norvell. I'm going to go with Sinone for a loss, but I, I, FSU has a real shot to be really good next year because, again, I don't think the schedule is incredibly difficult. Clemson, I know I picked Clemson at home as a win, but that does somehow scare me more. than Clemson, the, Miami, Notre Dame are three big ones. And then somebody kind of, you know, surprising you. Yeah. This is you kind of feels like that to me. But this isn't a great schedule for yeah. like it's not a, a difficult schedule. It's a great schedule for FSU in a reload year, which this very much so is. Uh Florida State versus Charleston Southern. Bye. Yeah. Bye. Bye okay. a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Bye a lot. Florida State versus Florida end of the year. It's it's at Doke. It's home. We don't know what UF's gonna be at that point in the season. Uh, I think Florida State is where I would lean here. I feel pretty good about that one. I'm going with bye because I think UF has to go through a meat grinder to get to November 30th, and I think they're going to be in shambles. Okay, so this ends with 10 buys, two Sinones. That's 10 and 2 projection for both of us, both the exact same. What boring radio that was, Chris. I think that's a good place to set it. Has Vegas set any lines, or do they not do that until the schedule is actually Not set? to my knowledge. I don't pay a whole lot of attention to that until the time comes. But I mean, I think I Vegas mean, I is going to set it at nine. It will be eight and a half. See, yeah, I think so. it will be nine and a half. Hmm. All right, well, let's remember that. If it's nine and a half, you get me a steak dinner. No, wait, eight and a half, you get me a nope. steak dinner. Steak dinners are off. They went into the portal. R.I.P. Josh Burrell. All right, for Chris Nee, this has been Brendan Sinone. Thanks to the Turner Group. Uh, and for everyone listening to this episode of On the Bench, start booking your tickets now. You know where you're going to be traveling. You know what time of year. It's going to be cold. It's going to be warm. Who knows? We'll talk to you later. Oh, wait, we know because we gave you the time and dates of everything. So you should know.